50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from threes. He's 5 to 10. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want him to be ranked in number one to eight. Welcome in. Welcome into another episode of Let's Rage Kooks presented by the Saxonian family. We are coming off history as the uh, number three ranked Houston Cougars men's basketball team played in their inaugural Big 12 conference game this Saturday afternoon from the Fertitta Center. And boy, was it a successful outing for the Houston Cougars in which they came out victorious in a one lopsided dominating performance for the Cougars. They come away with the 89 of 55 victory over the West Virginia Mountaineers. LJ Cryer led the way with 20 points, shot 7 of 12 from the field. Javier Francis had 13 points and 5 rebounds. And Damian Dunn had a good shooting performance with 14 points on 50% shooting from the field. Joining me as always, Dayon Dunlap and Chris Gardner. How are y'all doing? Welcome in to another episode of Let's Reach Coots. Doing great. Doing fantastic. Let's talk about this thump and the cooks put on WVU today. As well, doing great as well. So let's talk from the get-go. And as um, we're going to hear from the West Virginia head coach, but one of the things that really stood out to me from the jump, it just seemed like West Virginia was not prepared for the physicality that Houston played with. And it was pretty obvious from the get-go. I spent much of the first half right by West Virginia's bench. And every time it seemed like a ball went up and, and Houston shot it, that there were two, at least two Cougars flying, swarming for the rebound. And it gave West Virginia fits every time the Cougars came away with an offensive rebound, a rebound period. You could see the frustration on the bench, on the sidelines from the Mountaineers. And on the other and every time West Virginia shot, it was one and done for them. Houston didn't really give them a lot of opportunities to be able to get those second, third chance points. And I think that was a big reason why Houston was able to build up that big advantage in the first half. And obviously, of course, the total team effort top to bottom, but in particular, how successful they were able to be against the uh, two main players when it comes to West Virginia in obviously battle, of course, but their point guard as well. Emmanuel Sharp set a tone. He took on the challenge head-on, defending Raekwon Battle. Did a great job, got after Battle. Battle came in after 27 points a game, shooting almost 50% from the floor. And he had none of it today. And I think Battle struggles for West Virginia set a tone, and they just couldn't handle Houston's defensive pressure. Coach Eilert said after the game in the presser with us that seeing it on tape is different than facing it on the court. And we've said that before on numerous editions of Less Rage Cougs, but it's going to take opponents a while to get used to Houston Cougars defense. Yeah, that defensive intensity and defensive pressure is definitely what stood out. And they seem to never really get adjusted until late in the second half when it was like 70 to 35 or something like that. They finally finally looked like they was able to kind of – get adjusted to the pressure and the way Houston defends. But, yeah, I mean, you guys hit it right on the head. Houston's defense is really what stood out and really shocked West Virginia really early. And I think the team and I think coaching staff really do a good job of always challenging the players of, to de- defend the other opponent's best player because this isn't the first time we see the other team's leading scorer come in averaging X amount of points, and Houston do a great job of defending him. So shout-out to the defensive 
um, game plan that Houston always puts on display in regards to defending other teams' top players. Chris, we we you, you asked head coach Kevin Sampson about the performance that Emmanuel Sharp did on their top scoring battle. Who came I asked, into I asked this Jamal game. shit about that? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, correct, Jamal. But in coming into this game, battle was shooting over forty eight percent from the field, correct? And until literally two minutes forty five seconds left in the second half, he did not score a single field goal. And even that field goal, it was a I wouldn't say fluky is probably not the right word, but it was a kind of a bang bang play where. Malik Wilson went up, tapped the ball, and it just happened to bounce in favor of Battle, and he was able to get the easy slam dunk. Houston's defense was phenomenal. And again, one of the biggest things that West Virginia head coach Alert, is that how you say his last name? Josh Alert. Josh Alert. When it comes to um, the success that Houston had on West Virginia, is that defense. He said that they looked like the top defensive teams that he's seen in the past from Big 12 teams. So it looks like Houston's going to fit right in in the conference. Well, defense travels. We said it, the fans of this show say it, or have come around to our line of thinking that Coach Sampson has said for years. Defense travels. And the Cougars play very good defense. They get after opponents. They disrupt their offense, take them out of their number one option. And Houston's defense is really, really good. And offense is not going to always shoot 50-plus percent. But they're going to get after defensively and make you work for your points. And if you haven't faced them before, it's going to take you a while to adjust. And one thing Coach Eilert kind of touched on it is it also depends on how the refs call a game. First half, first, that's the first 10 minutes. The refs were not calling a tight whistle. Advantage Houston. If you're not getting, they're not getting foul trouble early. Opponents are going to struggle scoring against Houston. Second half, Cooks had like eight fouls in the first eight minutes of the second half. WVU got some points that way, but other than that, it's hard to score against Houston if the refs are letting Cooks play physical. And it seems as if the players were were hyped up in regards to their first Big Twelve matchup against West Virginia and uh, sorry, West Virginia had to get the, well, not sorry. Uh, I'm glad they did get what they gotten, but it seems like the players were really, really focused and adamant to come in and, and make a statement in their first conference game in the big 12. Um, I mean, their, their non-conference schedule was what it was, but it seems like they they were motivated to come in and make a statement. They did that really starting on the defensive end. On the topics of statement, one of the players that had a good game and the head coach Calvin Sampson really focused on and made sure to shout out after postgame press conference was the big man in Javier Francis, who, like I said, at the top of the show, he had 13 points, shot six of eight from the field, had five rebounds and uh, really had a good, strong performance in this Big 12 opener. Here's what head coach Calvin Sampson had to say on Francis after the game in Houston's victory over West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I'm glad you asked that, uh, Starts. He, he, he made him, um, Maul made a uh, great pass, uh, he called it, and he traveled, and I think there was a timeout, and it got him a little bit. But then I came out of that timeout, and I ran a play for him. We went right back to him. And I ran right back to him because I believe in Javier. Javier is a really good player. He's a starting five man on the team that's ranked in the top ten in the nation. How good you got to be to be that guy? You have any idea how good you got to be to be the starting five men on uh, on the team ranked in the top ten? 
look at, look at all the five men in the top ten in the nation uh, on those teams. Look at them. You know, look at JBA. Um, JBA's getting better. And he's, he's coming. And that combination of him and uh, JoJo, you know, they're only going to get better and better and better. That's why um, I, I, I trust our staff and I trust our decisions. Good. Last question. We'll go to once again, that was head coach Kelvin Sampson and really, really high praise for Javier Francis. And again, a testimony, uh, kind of a reinforcement to the commitment that they have put in the hard work for Javier Francis, not only this season, but in the past couple of seasons where development, we've talked about it in previous shows countless times, but that's really one of the things that this program prides itself on is that development across all positions with players. And Javier Francis is just one of those many long names of players from years past. Javier had a good game. He was, he reacted more. He got some dunks, some two hand dunks. Not a lot of hesitating around the rim. He was much more assertive and quick in his reactions. Good for him. I'll be picky. <laughs> you know, we're not looking ahead, but next two games on the road, Big 12, let's see what it does Tuesday. If he can follow this up, this good performance today on the road. If he does that, that's a very good sign for the team going forward. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good sign for him to, like you said, to stack these games up. I think this is the part of a game one conference game at home. Now, this is this is kind of like the the standard in regards to what you can do. And let's see this stack these games up from game after game after game. Because like you just said, Chris, those dunks around the rim is what we've been asking for. No mm-hmm. more little layups and being. Um, not going up fully aggressive, looking to punch it in, and he was quick off his feet and using athleticism. So all the stuff that he'd always done, he was just more aggressive and dunking it and doing the things that he, that he normally does. And now it's about stacking these games up and being consistent five men on a top ten team, like Coach Sampson said. And I, I think um, he can do it. On the topic of aggressiveness, one of the other players in that same front court that had a couple of big moments, and he had a, obviously the big slam dunk in the first half. JoJo Tugler, who again, Kelvin Sampson uh, made sure that he pointed him out as well in his post game press conference. But really, the the ceiling of this front court sky high. There's a lot of optimism when it comes to both Javier Francis and JoJo Tugler. And Tugler, one of those other players that he came in here, he was battling from the get go against West Virginia's uh, front court players. He was every time. He would go up. He was seeking contact. He was going through. He was trying to finish. Now, he didn't always finish. It was a couple times with Jamal Shedd and that dunk in particular set him up with a perfect pass. He went up there, had that grown man dunk like you guys alluded to um, just moments ago. So really strong performance for him in his inaugural Big 12 debut when, when it comes to um, what he's been able to do together. He's only a freshman. Exciting things ahead for, like I said, this front court. JoJo played well. The the not- the dunk attempt he had blocked, he tried to windmill it again, gave Cook <laughs> Cook more time to get ready to swat it. But we see what he can do when he does not pick up early fouls. The last couple of games, he's avoided early foul trouble. As long as he stays on the floor, he can be productive. So it's another sign of his growth throughout this season, his freshman season, another positive step for the Houston Cougars. Yep, and it seems like uh, – I think I may have said this before, maybe, maybe not. It seems as if the game is slowing down from him. And I don't want to say he's slowing down, but he was 
looking as if he was playing so fast and picking up whether it be fouls and whether however he may pick up the foul seems as his his motor is, is so high and he's playing with such energy oftentimes he wouldn't channel that in certain ways and get fouls and now it's is a little bit more settled but still aggressive you are watching that game i was just kind of looking in and noticing he has the athleticism and the length of a jarris walker athleticism and length and the motor is just he has to develop into that skill i think at the where jarris got him already in the freshman year is just in his skill that's why jarris was a lottery pick so not really comparing the players but he's in a similar uh, same position same program and so i'm just kind of projecting on where he could be as i was watching him and he looks more comfortable out there i, I think just like jv gay um he continued to stack these games up and get better and better and better we're here from head coach Kelvin Sampson and Jamal Shedd on the other side. But real quickly, I'd like to remind everybody they are watching and are listening to Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family, the original Houston postgame show for each and every single football and men's basketball show. Obviously, of course, like you said, we're coming off the heels of Houston's Big 12 opener, a big win over West Virginia, 89 to 55. Chris and Dayon, it is also the show in which head coach Kevin Sampson also retweets on X, by the way, to put that, Say that again. Say that again. out there. The only show that has been retweeted on X by head coach Kelvin Sampson. Got to put that plug in there as well. Of course, like I said, we can never say thank you enough to the Sexanian family who's a primary sponsor for not only this episode, but each and every single regular season basketball postgame show this season all the way into March. And of course, we also like to say Thank you to our secondary sponsor for today's episode of Lethridge Goods, which is Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of the locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. And Star Pizza today also has a red out for cupcakes you can eat today, Saturday, that we are watching this, or if you're watching this live, recording this live, you can eat at any Star Pizza location after, obviously, of course, the University of Houston men's basketball team won today. And you can get a free red velvet cupcake when you wear a red UH shirt while you dine in. So that's one per red shirt wearing a UH fan. So rock your red merch, which obviously was a red out for today's Big 12 opener here at the Fertitta Center. So you have until 10 p.m. today. That's when all-star pizza locations are open to go claim your red velvet cupcake in support and celebration of Houston's dominance. Big 12 opener here at the Fertitta Center. And with that being said, let's hear what head coach Kelvin Sampson and Jamal Shedd had to say following Houston's big win in their Big 12 opener. Jamal's ability to get, get you guys into good shots and the offense today, what was the, the key there? Um, our defense. Our, our, you know, we, when we get out of transition, um, I mean, they're good. They've got really, really good guards, so you're not going to turn them over. 20 times or um, 25 times, but you know, we watched their, you know, they, they, they had a really good chance to beat Ohio State. They could have, they could easily win that game. Um, but you know, we, we scouted them. We, we saw the areas that I felt, felt like we could uh, attack. Um, a pace, you know, put, pushing it. Um, you know, Jamal's outstanding like that. I thought he was a, a maestro, you know, uh, 
I still remember Jamal as a freshman when he didn't get to play. You know, he stayed stayed with him. You know, his freshman year would go to the Final Four, but he's you know he got dominated uh, August, September, October, November. I mean, I probably stayed on him more than I stayed on uh, kids that were playing. Um, but once we got to mid late January, he started hitting back. And then once we got to February, I remember uh, um, Jamal probably remembers this too. Uh, Quentin Grimes and Sasser and Jarrell, those guys come up to me in the vision said, Coach, uh, uh, Jamal's going to be good. So, but you know, good for him for uh, understanding that you, you've got to develop. You know, you don't come out of high school at a program at our level and think you're going to make a difference because you're, you're not. Um, um, you know, in this in this particular game today, being able to play uh, through him in transition, I thought we were good. I mean, we had a really good plan against their zone. You know, they we we knew exactly how we wanted to attack their man to man, and then when they went zone, we just flowed right into what we had uh, uh, worked on. And uh, our kids are unselfish. Everybody everybody understands their role. Eyes uh, into it. Um, and accepts it. So, um, you know, our defense got us going early, and then, uh, you know, we just fed off that. Come over here, Chris, please. Defensive, we're going to battle, start the game. Man, um, you know, he took the challenge. A guy that was averaging 27 over the last three games, when it's coming here, you know, you got to step up to the plate, and uh, he did just that. You know, he only shot the ball four times, but he was our most valuable player on defense the whole night. Because he took that challenge and tried to shut that guy down. He did a really good job. So, um, hats off to E. Go back to Chris. We have Mike. Chris in the Mike Williams. Helen, how have you seen Emmanuel get get better uh, on defense? You know, since when he first came. Yeah, out? failure. They all fail. None of them can guard when they get here. Not the, the way we guard, obviously. Uh, I don't recruit defenders. I recruit offensive players. You know, all we do is recruit defenders, we never score. You know, uh, when I was watching uh, LJ in high school, LJ couldn't guard the back door with two cannons. You know, uh, but that's not why I was recruiting him. I mean, that's part of you know, what we do when we get kids here, so we get them to buy into our our system of uh, how we how we defend. Same thing with Emmanuel. You know, Emmanuel didn't guard anybody in high school. Most of these guys play one two one one full court press, and uh, team either scored or turned it over or shot missed. They got the rebound, they ran that in. That was the extent of their defense. But none of them play man to man. But Emmanuel, you know, it's not the first option on offense, but one day he could be, and you'll see a lot more growth. But you know, we, we when we recruit these kids, that's what we see in them, what you what you're seeing now. But uh, confidence, I think you get confidence from your preparation, your work. Uh, you don't get confidence because somebody tells you something. Um, uh, you get confidence through through your work. It's like our defense. You know, whatever you think of our defense is because of the work we put into it and the and the hours and hours and hours of repetition. 
uh, of, of trying to get 13, 14 guys all to understand it. Uh, and then just um, get them to buy into it. But that starts with uh, having tough kids, high character kids, and um, kids that care for each other. Come over here to Josh, please. So once again, that was head coach Kelvin Sampson talking, in particular, obviously, when it comes to the the defense that he mentioned, alluded to in that clip, uh, one of the non-negotiables that has made part of the identity of the Houston Cougars men's basketball team. Now, when it comes to um, this clip in particular, he's talking about Damian Dunn, but one of the things that West Virginia head coach, which we'll hear in a clip later on, mentioned uh, talking about the difference in between LJ Cryer past few seasons playing for Baylor to now whenever he talked, um, whenever he played with the Houston Cougars. Um, what do you guys think about what Kelvin Sampson had to say? Um, he's right. You know, oh, you know, I heard what Coach Allard said about uh, LJ being more balanced when playing defense, adding to his game, fitting into Houston, because it is non-negotiable. The defense is non-negotiable. Deion knows it. Everybody that follows this program knows it. You will play defense or you will not play. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no discussion about it. You can become a high school, be a high school scorer throughout your career, but as long as you understand you're going to come to Houston, you will play defense. If you do not want to play defense, Kelvin Sampson's way, the coaching staff's way, don't come here. <laughs> that's that's the bottom line. And until that, with defense being the focus, he will let you get busy on offense. Yes. And that's one of the, like a misconception, I think, between some people. But he will let you get active on offense as long as you put the work in and everything like um that he was just saying. But one thing that really stood out to me and thinking it's key for this team and he talked about was establishing the pace and controlling the pace. They did that today. I think that's something that going forward that they must do and, and do um, really when they're playing well is establishing place and playing with the tempo to being able to um, just get out in transition and use their play through their scores because they have so much good scores, good shooters. Jamal so good in the open floor. And they got people that can, can catch a finish. And oftentimes that kind of opens up the floor for offensive rebounding as well. And Maul was great today. 11 assists, one turnover. That's outstanding, man. I mean, he controlled the tempo. And the balance of threes versus twos is, is to my liking. They took 18 threes, made nine. It took 46 twos. I like that. I like getting more twos and threes for the most part. Depends on your opponent. But West Virginia had no big man, no five, as Coach Allard mentioned. Their, their one only five is injured. So their depth up front is they have none. And the Cougs took advantage of that and dominated in the paint 48-20. Coach Sampson and the staff did a great job of capitalizing on their advantages. And today it was inside. Yeah, that was the advantage that they had coming into the matchup. And Houston did a great job exploiting it. And that's something that, uh, like you alluded to, Chris, we're going to hear from I'm the West Virginia head coach. We're going to go ahead and play the clip. Um, in particular, what stood out to me about his press conference was just the – he touched on physicality, but he just touched on looking at it from – at the outside, just a spe spectator viewpoint. It just seemed like Houston overwhelmed them. And they did have that that advantage when it came to um, just the lack of front court players that West Virginia had. Houston exploited that. 
Um, but even just top to bottom, the way they were able to execute and really take out their top two guards from the game, non-factor, and they would get some open shots, and those were quality shots that West Virginia get, but when they didn't make them, that was it. It was one and done. They didn't have an opportunity to be able, like I said, at the top of the show, get second, third chance opportunities, and let's hear from the perspective of West Virginia head coach Josh Eilert, what he had to say following Houston's big win in the Big 12 Conference opener. Well, credit to Coach Samson in Houston. Uh, that was an impressive performance defensively. You know, um, I thought maybe we could uh, create some advantages in the game plan, but uh, they did a uh, probably a, like a I'd say a masterful job defensively in, in their game plan in terms of what they did to us and what they took us out of in terms of their ball screen coverage. And so, first and foremost. Uh, Congrats to them on a great win. Um, you know, this league's a, I told our guys, this league's a, it's a, it's a bear. So you got to flush it and figure out how, what you can learn from it and turn a page because uh, it's going to be battle after battle after battle. But uh, I can't imagine, you know, Houston's going to contend for the title here for sure. And uh, congrats to them on, on a good win. Questions, please. What did, what were they able to do right after the game to throw you off? Well, you know, they did a, with Kerr, uh, Kerr's a pretty good point guard, but they, they knew they were going to have to get the ball out of his hands. And uh, we talked about hockey assists and, and basketball and, and trying to uh, get that one more pass. And, and, and Kirk turned it over several times, but we got it out of there for the most part, but we weren't making that next pass. And if we were early, uh, we got some decent looks, but they weren't falling for us. And so, you know, when they we're not rewarding ourselves for those good looks, uh, then the ball starts sticking, and we start creating uh, off the bounce. And Houston is not a team that you can create off the bounce uh, whatsoever. So, uh, you got to create an advantage with the passing game against Houston, and we didn't do that. And then down low, Houston had things like. 48 to 20 advantage of 2018. Is that a bit of a surprise they were able to do so much in the post? No, not really. You know, we're playing without a five man. Uh, we got uh, Cook a Cook out there starting at the five, and, and Pat Sumnick uh, playing some minutes at the five to, to help us down low. But our depth at the five is very minimal. You know, we, it was one of, one of my biggest issues going into this season was worrying about Jesse Edwards getting in foul trouble. And I never would have thought uh, I'd be worried about playing without him for four or five weeks. And, uh, you know, it was a concern of mine not having a backup five, and now we don't even have a five. So rebounding has been a critical issue with us, and holding serve in the paint has been a critical issue. Uh, so uh, the points in the paint, the differential, you know, I didn't think it would be 48, but 48-20, uh, but that's what ended up. As you guys get into Big 12 play, just what would you say is the biggest challenge that this conference presents week in and week out? Consistency. Consistency. And, and I just spoke with uh, Coach Samson out there. Uh, he's got defense in, in his pocket, and those guys are, are scared to, to, to not guard. And uh, it's a culture he's built here, and he's had time to build it, and he's done a, an excellent job of, uh, you know, maintaining that culture so uh consistently bought in to the defensive mindset that they got here and it's made him uh, uh 
such a more balanced player, which is going to take him, you know, it's going to increase his value long term. So, uh, you know, this this mentality here at Houston and what he's got going is, is impressive defensively. You sent some frustration out of your guys there late in the first half, maybe. So once again, that was West Virginia head coach Josh Eilert. And really, um, those two clips right there. First, he's talking about the defense and just how Houston, their players, I like the quote. He said they're afraid to not play defense, um, which is a testament, again, to, to how all his players have bought in. <clears throat> but on that last hint before um, before the clip cut off, he was talking specifically about Eldrick Choir. And again, he focused on that's the biggest difference between what he was um, with Baylor and here with Houston. He's seen that buy-in, which, like you mentioned, why like he mentioned in the clip, that's only going to help him long-term, him individually as a player. Again, talking about LJ Choir. But that right there, again, is a testament to the culture that Kelvin Sampson has been able to establish here at Houston. Um for the past several seasons where it's just non-negotiable and to have another head coach in a big 12 conference, a power five conference where they night in and night out, he's seen um, the premier teams across the entire country. When you're talking about Kansas, you're talking about Baylor, you're talking about all these top schools and to have that be something that immediately sticks out and their first ever big 12 game, they had never played big 12 basketball, but don't tell that to anyone on the men's basketball team. They're going to say they've been a really good program for the last, several seasons um but that's really impressive again to kind of take it a step back and, and just look at the outside perspective that's not normal that's not an easy thing to do yeah coach Sampson said a little bit during his his press conferences that the players you know they have a little chip on their shoulder because people say well you know you're just in the american blah 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 blah, blah. now you're in the big 12 the players want to show that their defense is legit regardless of the conference that they are in. And they, they made a point to show that to WVU today. And their defense, I, I say it, I sound like a broken record, but the defense travels. It, it Game in, game out, it will keep the Cougs in most, if not all the games they play because their defense is that good. And it's tribute to the program and what they've established here. And it's commendable. And we'll see what they do. For the remaining 17 games in Big 12 play, next one up, Ames, Iowa on Tuesday. Iowa State is going to be tough there. To be a challenge. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, you you said it right. Defenses will keep them in games, and it's so well and it's so good. And oftentimes it will win them games. But oftentimes when that when that shot isn't falling, and just thinking about the previous games, even in the tournament, their defense kept them in games, and so. I mean, it's a, the, the difference with Houston and watching just other teams is um, the relentless effort to get out and contest every shot, to go to every loose ball, to to not give up an uncontested shot is something that some teams you see players and maybe if they not rotate as hard and they give up a shot and be like, oh, my bad. Ain't no my bads for Houston. <laughs> you exactly. rarely see that unless someone just makes a shot. Then like, ah, oh, my bad, he made the shot. But it's not my bad I didn't get there type of mm-hmm. thing. And so – uh, I mean, it, I, I love what I'm saying. I, I, the more um, I still want to see him a couple more games against still better competition, but this this was a very very impressive, dominating win for sure. And 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 to add to that, Jamal Shed said, in in the press conference, that the players, the, the teammates, they trust each other, love each other, respect each other enough that they hold each other accountable. If you miss a rotation, if you're not where you're supposed to be. And no one takes it personal because they know 
they they messed up. But the players tell them, you're supposed to be here. You weren't there. Get there next time. Be quick on that rotation. It's all about the accountability that the program has established because the coaches, it is non-negotiable from the coaches, but it is also non-negotiable from the players. And that is why this team is consistently where they are now, one of the best teams in the country. Miles Coleman's comment, this is an extremely deep team, top to bottom. I don't think there's a team in the Big 12 or the country that is outright better than Houston. Can they beat? Definitely. But it won't be easy. Well, those challenges are coming up pretty soon, like Chris alluded to. They have a tough battle on the road on Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon at Iowa State. And it doesn't get any easier next following weekend. They're on the road at TCU on Saturday, in which TCU is just a few baskets away from being able to upset Kansas today. So Big 12, the Wild West, like you just heard uh, West Virginia head coach and Josh Eiler talk about the consistency. That's what really sticks out to him about Big 12 Conference basketball. Big Jack 512, I want to bring up his comment as well. He said James Madison lost um, with Ole Miss at Tennessee. He says Houston has a great chance at being the last undefeated team standing. Um, that's a great um, topper. That's a great, just neat. Yeah, it's not even a step, just a tidbit uh, from fans perspective be the last undefeated team standing um, from the inside the program there are all eyes are already set on Tuesday on Iowa State I don't think they necessarily care too much about whether they're still the last undefeated team left standing they care about they're the last team left standing come April Miles Coleman also said LJ Cryer Jamal Shedd Big 12 player of the year yeah that's an an interesting question you say no no the way Dickerson playing right now, yeah, exactly. Be tough. No. Hunter Dickerson says hello. No, Hunter yeah, Dickerson says hello. Up no, twenty-two plus at, no. at night. That's gonna be tough. Although I think LJ is playing at All American. Right? LJ may have yeah. a chance to be Player of the Week through college play, <laughs> but not <laughs> Player of the Year. No. Yeah, Dickerson. He he he. Yeah, I agree. Well, Miles Coleman, appreciate your input. I appreciate each and every single one of you guys that have chimed in so far. Uh, we're seeing a lot of comments from YouTube. We have a handful of viewers, both on the Houston Mombar View YouTube channel and obviously, of course, on the Podstime Gemma X account, formerly known as Twitter. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys that has taken the time out of your Saturday afternoon to not only watch the show, but also take time, comment. We'd love to hear more from you guys. Who uh, would you guys think had a good performance in this game against West Virginia? Which is out to you about this game against West Virginia. What are you guys looking ahead to see when it comes to Iowa State and TCU as well? Who are the next two road game meetings for the Houston Cougars upcoming? But real quickly, once again, this is Let's Rage Cougar presented by the Saxonian family. Thank you to the Saxonian family for being the primary sponsor throughout the entire regular season for each and every single LRC men's basketball post-game show. Again, Let's Rage Cougs, the unofficial and original Houston post-game show after each and every single men's basketball and football show. And of course, we also like to say thank you to Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of their locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. If you stop by any other Star Pizza locations today on Saturday, January 6th, that we are recording this, again, they're open until 10 p.m., you can get a free Red Velvet Cupcake in celebration of Houston's Red Out game that they had here for the uh, Big 12 conference opener against West Virginia, which was very successful um, for the Houston. Andy Yanez. Yes, sir, you have Chris. the hookup. What, what can we do? 
to get some of that star pizza food brought to us at a Fertitta Center game. Whoa, we just spoke it into existence. Mike Pittman, uh, the Pittmans that are, I'm sure they're watching the show, whether it's live or soon. Well, we'll, we'll see what we can do to get some Star Pizza live on the show. And you know what? One of these road games, we might even do a live show from a Star Pizza. So there let's, you go. Let's, let's keep that in the rear, um, in the air, and uh, we will circle back. And for Ooh. our brother on the road, come Big 12 Tournament. Not forgetting about you either, man. Let's see if we can get that done come March as well. So let's put it all in it out there in the universe and make it happen. Put it into existence. Existence. Yes. Russell Islam says Kuz looked great, and we've touched on top to bottom. Um, the key contributor is kind of um, the rotation of guards outside of Dunn, uh, LJ, and and Jamal Shed, but Ramon Walker and. Uh, Obviously, of course, Malik Wilson got a lot of run in that there were times specifically when Malik Wilson where it seemed like they were going in and out at times with various things that um, Kelvin Sampson might have been frustrated with. But what did you guys think of the performance? I think Ramon Walker had a bit of an underrated game where he a lot of times with Houston went four guard lineups every time where it was JoJo Tugler, the five, Ramon Walker as the four. And again, now. Some of it may just be West Virginia, in which they didn't have uh, their total front court players, and they had no center coming into this game. But there wasn't really a drop off when it came to having that four guard lineup. So again, testament to uh, Ramon Walker and what Houston was able to do in those minutes when they went small with the four guard lineup. Ramon's he's stronger now. He's so he can he can bang with bigger players. His outside shot doesn't have that hitch anymore, so the arm and shoulders healthy. He had a three. three today. <laughs> so his he's getting better. He's adjusting to more minutes that he's going to get the rest of this season. And let's touch on a little bit more. Damian Dunn was four for eight from the floor today. The first time he's finished at 50% shooting since the game against Utah. So that's almost two months where he did not shoot 50% in a game. But he's getting more comfortable. Coach Sampson said it that he's doing better in practice and how you do in games is really how you do in practice. So Damian's doing a better job in practice lately. So that's good to see. So that's another another positive step for this team going forward this season. And also, like Sam said, that you get your confidence from the work that you put in. And I'm sure over those months, over the break, that he's been getting a lot of shot up, and a lot of shots up just to get out of that slump and, so it was good to see him to to be in rhythm and make shots. He looked confident, didn't look hesitant at all. And there's just sometimes he was just kind of just looking, just not in. I don't want to say he was doesn't look into the game. He was just just looking out of sorts, I guess, just to put it in terms. But I think with him and um, him and Ramon as well as um, Wilson, I think those two, uh, those three, it'll be. Well, I don't know what game it'll be, but as conference play as the season goes on, those two will be counted on. Because you never know with foul trouble, however the game may, may go, I think those three would just be ready and, and take advantage of the minutes that they get. And then they come in and they do that. I really like the way uh, Wilson looked out there today in the open floor. I just think there's going to be a game where um, he's going to really, really kind of be able to show more of what he can do and how he can impact his team. Because he can score. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to score here. He, he creates havoc defensively, but it's in his bag to score as well. Damian Dunn was a scorer. Damian Dunn was a star in high school, a star player, a leading scorer at Temple. Coming here, 
to get consistent minutes, he's had to learn how to play Cougar defense. He's getting better at that. So the better he plays defensively, the offense is still there. The bag's still there. He's just going to add to it, getting more comfortable in the system, comfortable in the Houston rotation, the Houston defense. He has not forgotten how to score. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get it twisted. He's just got to get more used to the Houston Cougars defense, and then the rest will come naturally. Yeah, Malik Wilson he does a great job of being able to attack and just get to the rim. Now, uh, in this game in particular, a couple times where he got blocked by West Virginia players, but it seems like his ability to drive and just get to the rim in and of itself is second nature to him. He does a great job at being able to get into the paint and 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 get those good looks. So absolutely agree with both of you guys. Definitely a good score when it comes to Wilson and potentially we could see what other assets he brings to the table when it comes to his playmaking, which is kind of much more of the role offensively that he's tasked with on this team uh, for the Houston Cougars. Now, one of the last players that I want to touch on before we kind of look ahead at the upcoming Big 12 matchup, but Jawan Roberts, Chris, we mentioned it before after the uh, game against Penn where uh, maybe it seemed kind of hectic or not hectic. It seemed kind of cryptic um, when it came to Kelvin Sampson's comments about Jawan Roberts. Turns out that he was able to play, not only play, but he ended up playing 28 minutes and had nine points, had three rebounds. Um, I think much more him being able to play 28 minutes. That's what you stands out to me the most, because that goes to show that Kelvin Sampson and the staff had full confidence in him being able to go out there and, and have um, being able to have all those minutes and specifically in a game where it was lopsided, they could have been much more careful with his minutes. Um, does that do anything for you guys in terms of confidence and his ability down the stretch um, heading into the meat and potatoes of the Big 12 conference season? And what did you guys see from him in this outing? He was solid. He was. I, I found out that uh, what we thought was Coach Sampson being cryptic, there wasn't a concern about Jawan was going to play. And I will see how the knee, you know, if, if it flares up today, how he does Sunday, if the the grind of, you know, getting into two games a week in conference play will take its toll, if any, during this, you know, Fre- January, February time frame, the game's Tuesday, will that quick, quicker turn around be an issue for him? But it doesn't seem to be a, a concern. So as long as he can be productive in games, he does not, does not have to perform and spend a lot of time in practice. We know what he can do. The team knows what he can do. As long as he can be healthy for games, it's a good sign for the Cougs. As much as Coach Sam likes his players to practice, I think he's with he's known and learned how to practice for Houston with four or five years now. Yeah. So yeah. like like Chris just said, I think I think he's earned that that right now. But I mean, to your point, Andy, I was watching him and seeing if he was tentative at all. And he looked he looked relatively healthy. I mean, he was jumping everywhere, going off the rebounds, catching the finish, going up and dunking. And so, I mean, he's one of the most important players that we need, especially to the depth of the front court players and, and his leadership as well. Um, and so it was good to see him play the X amount of minutes, but we definitely need him for sure. Looking ahead at the schedule, the Cougars return to action Tuesday, January 9th against Iowa State. That is going to be a 6 p.m. tip-off. The game's going to be on ESPN2. And then they follow that with a Saturday road game at TCU. That game will be on ESPN. So a week from today, they'll be playing the Horn Frogs at 5 p.m. Two tough games, two tough opponents. As you just mentioned, what TCU was uh, really close to being able to pull off the upset against Kansas. 
while this was a big celebration for the Big 12 opener, it's still the Big 12. And there's, like you mentioned, Chris, 17 more games to go, and they're definitely going to be tested these next two games here on the road. Road games. Road games. <laughs> Kellen Sampson said, what is it? Road, road games, games are, are street fights. And that was before the Big, the big 12. So it's going to be even tougher street fights starting on Tuesday. Iowa State, kind of slow, controlled tempo. Game's going to probably be ugly, but beautiful to, to people like me who, who love defense. I'm looking forward to the physicality. I hope the refs allow both teams to play and not call too many touch fouls. But I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> 11 and 2 entering the game and they playing Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, no, no easy games on the road. And you want to pull up the uh, the net rankings so you, everybody can see how life in the Big 12 could be for everybody? Yes, sir. Let's do that right now. This is now games played through January 5th, so it's not updated for uh, Houston. It doesn't count this game against West Virginia, but you see there Houston leads the net at number one. BYU not too far behind them at three. Iowa State, who Houston's going to see on the road on Tuesday. They're eighth. Kansas, 11th. Baylor, 16th. Oklahoma, 28th. Cincinnati, 37. TCU, who Houston will see next Saturday, 41. Texas, 51. Texas Tech, 53. UCF, 70. Kansas State, 94th. Oklahoma State, 126. And West Virginia, who Houston obviously played here today, 164. So I guess technically this is a, a game against the quote-unquote worst team in the conference. And yeah, I mean, Houston passed that test very well. But Oh my goodness! I remember last year. How many? How many top fifty teams at the American Athletic Conference have last year? Wasn't it two? It was Houston and Memphis. If Memphis was top fifty, yeah. And I'm not saying say they were. I think they eventually became top fifty, but you know there was a while they weren't. So. And here cry. there's there's eight <laughs> eight top fifty teams, and and Texas is literally fifty first. Texas yep. Tech fifty three. Jeez. Well, like you said, well, uh, welcome to the Big 12 when it comes to net rec- rankings. And, and that's another reason why I'm, I'm not caught up in the Cougs being the, the last undefeated team, if they are or whatever. They're, they're going to lose in Big 12 play. They're not going to suddenly become a bad team because of a loss in the Big 12. They'll still be fine. The objective, Andy, Dayon, everybody knows, is to get six straight wins come tournament time. <laughs> that's the objective. Because you do that, Coach Sampson gets his first Nash championship, and that's what we all want. Dan, you got anything to add in terms of the strength of schedule? I think Houston has, what is it, um, certainly a top 10. I think it might be top five, uh, toughest strength of schedule remaining to close out the season. And I think all 14 Big 12 teams own the toughest strength of schedules left. Uh, so, yeah, not going to be an easy road for any of these teams. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I mean, starting with Iowa State, I think going to uh, Iowa on the road, it's going to be a tough matchup. So I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to the challenge, looking forward to see how good this team really, really is. And I think they are um, a really good team. But it's a, a lot of season left, and I'm excited for it. And that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode of Let's Rage. Cougs, Chris, I'm going to toss it over to you. Where can people find you and any last messages you'd like to um, put out there? As always, thank you, everybody, for, for participating in the discussion, watching this show, Less Rage Cougs, the original post-game show for Houston football and men's basketball. We're going to be with you throughout the rest of this regular season. 
throughout the Big 12 Conference Tournament. And we'll go as long as, as far as the Cougs go. So thank you for the support. Thank you for following us. Tell your friends about the Houston Round Bar Review and Paul Slam Jamma. Subscribe to both YouTube channels. You can follow me on my social media platforms at Houston Round Bar Review. And Round Bar Review been around since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Big Jack 512 says TCU got screwed by the rest with less than a minute. That was a flagrant, that was a controversial, flagrant foul call that I saw. I haven't been able to see the actual video of itself. So, so Horn Frogs gonna be a really tough test. Iowa State is gonna be a tough test too. They're gonna play Oklahoma. I'm gonna go home and get to see how they look against the Sooners. But thanks to each and every single one of you guys that, like I said, took the time to comment, watch the show. This is Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. Thank you to the Saxonian family to Star Pizza for being sponsored on today's episode of Let's Rage Cooks. People can follow me on x.com, formerly known as Twitter at Ayanis underscore five. Most importantly, be sure to subscribe to the Podstime Jamma channel on YouTube or on X, whichever platform you're watching. And obviously, of course, on the Houston Round Ball Review YouTube channel as well. We'll be back on Tuesday as I toss it over to Dan. Any final words and where can people find you? Uh, like you guys just said, appreciate all the continuous support. You can find me guys on all social media at Dayon Dunlap. I'm excited for the Cougs to continue to see the season. Say go Cougs. <laughs> go Cougs, and we'll close out. We'll be back Tuesday following Houston's game against Iowa State.